Hello, everyone. This is Kyle Galaz with Power to Pro Car Sales Training Podcast. Become a sales titan. I'm honored to do another one-on-one with a good friend of mine way out of California. We met over Instagram and he hired me and I'd like to introduce him. Rafael, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Rafael Castro. Um, I work over at Delano Chevrolet Buick GMC. I've been there for two years now. Started going on my third month, third year. Um, my first year did terribly, um, probably averaging about five cars a month or so. Um, you know, manager took me in there. He's like, Hey man, maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you should go to service. I told him, um, I know that already. So if you don't mind, give me a shot. And right now I'm averaging third place at the dealership. So everybody's pretty happy with me, except me. I want to be number one. I want to, you know, take people down and, I've got I got a plaque right here sitting in front of me for salesman of the month. I got that my first time in October. And with with your help, because it's like I tell people I work too, you know, I got Kyle, he's got something. You can't just be waiting around for enough. You gotta go do something. Just the other day, you know, I was fueling up an AT4, getting it ready, ran into the sale. So things like that. But before this, I was actually driving semi truck and uh I just needed something that gave me more time with the family. Gave me people to talk to because I was going going crazy just talking to myself all day, <laughs> and um, just gave me the same amount of money. And thank God, last year um, I beat my my trucking career by twenty thousand dollars. Wow! So this year I got a another goal. You know, I added another twenty k to my goal, and I'm ready to hit it hard. But you know, the economy is real tough, and I don't like to make excuses. So here I am. I, I spend a lot of money on dumb stuff. So I figured I'd I'd, I'd pay you to to give me a little bit of your knowledge. Hey, nothing wrong with that. And you know, there's success to be found in any economy, right? Yes. It, it's it's your mindset. It's it's how you approach every single day. It's how you think. It's how you live. It's how you breathe. If you breathe success and, and positivity, isn't it so convenient that that kind of stuff starts coming your way, success and positivity? Or you put your your filter on of, oh, the economy's down. Oh, you know, you got your negative mm-hmm. glasses on. Oh, everything. There's no deal. No dealerships making money. There's no guys making 150000 a year. Wrong. If you got um, those glasses on, right? You got those filters on. Yeah, you're right. You won't make big money. But the, and I always want to tell us to anybody who hires me for my, for my one-on-ones is kudos to you for spending money to elevate your game, right? Elevate mm-hmm. your knowledge, elevate your career, because when I look at a salesperson across the screen, right, all the way across the U.S. that's trying to get better after a long day's work, who's exhausted, right, and you want to get better in the car business, that says a lot about your character, Raphael. And it, it tells me that, yeah, you do have that fire, right? If you want to get better than your than your adversaries or your competition, what do you have to do to get better? What do you think? Um, it's all it's a combination of things product knowledge i gotta beat everybody i mean and i gotta be the fastest right now too it seems like when i get a lead you know six other dealerships get that same lead and i have to be the guy yep it's it's practice it's practice practice Mm -hmm. practice it's study 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 it's learn 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 right i always use michael jordan as an example because that was my era of watching basketball he showed up for practice hours before anyone else and then he, after the game, even if they they won, he'd come back out and shoot a few more hoops before he left while mm-hmm. everyone else was celebrating, right? Partying, drinking. That is you right now. 
okay, everyone at, at home is watching movies and hanging out and you're here trying to learn more at nine something PM. Okay. That's the start. The mentality is the start and you're already doing it. So congrats and kudos and, and thank you for hiring me. Now, thank you. You said you work at a Chevy Buick GMC. Yes, sir. In Delano, California, which is not and a big city. It's not a big city. We're we're actually a destination location. We're not in an auto mall. We're just right off the freeway by ourselves. So the only way a person would stop at your dealership is if they meant to. They're not going to accidentally land at your dealership. Exactly. Okay, so you have some different challenges than a normal dealership, right? You, they can't just visit a, a a Ford store, then a Toyota store, and then oh, let's go check out the Chevys. They have to mean to get to you. So it's a lot of a lot of hard work on the phones and emails and things like it that. Kind of what you talked about in your in your four categories. So why don't we get started? You ready? Yeah, ready. You pumped? You excited? <laughs> oh yeah. I want to see that smile, man, because you know <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that that gets me pumped. When I get to help people get better in the car business, I get pumped. I can't sleep. Tonight after this one-on-one, -on -one, I'll probably be up another three hours because I, just like when you make a sale and you make a hat trick for the day and you, you're like, it's 3 a.m., I got to go to bed, but you mm -hmm. can't, right? That's the excitement I have for you and helping you. So let's get this party started. Okay, so you're, the first one you sent me was selling the appointment. Yes. Or yeah, setting the appointment, selling the appointment. Tell me where you're struggling right now or tell me what you've been dealing with. Uh so what I deal with, I'll get the alert, hey, you got a new lead. Um, jump on the phone, look at their thing. They're looking for a Silverado. Maybe they have a trade, maybe they don't. So at a first first initial, like I was trained, hey Mr. Customer, this is Raphael from Delano Chevrolet. Thank you so much for inquiring. I see you inquiring on my Chevrolet. What's a good time for you to come in and check it out? So that's that's what everything goes to. But lately, it's been a lot of pushback. Oh, well, what do you have? Well, a lot of people don't have that. Well, do you have markups? And after two, three questions, it seems like it's kind of difficult to stay excited. And a lot of the times, that's, I feel, what ends it for me is not being able to get excited. Today, I had someone looking for a, for a Yukon. There's not any Yukons in California that are available, none. So... You know, just keeping her on the line, keeping her on the line. Finally, about five minutes, she she's like, okay, she quit texting me. But that's the tough part I'm getting at right now is is getting people excited to come in, especially since they can just go on my website and see, oh, he doesn't have any Yukons. He's not going to do anything for me. And then he stops. Yeah, they, so that's kind of what I've been running in. And just kind of some pointers on how to be exciting on the phone. Well, there's some challenges when you don't have anything to sell, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like marketing 101. If it's not on the shelf, you can't sell it. It has to you there has to be a product for a customer to to buy. Mm -hmm. If a if a car dealership has zero cars on the lot, how many cars are they going to sell that month? So exactly. So don't beat yourself up too much about about that. A lot of dealerships are struggling with inventory, but there are certain things that are up to your bosses and up to your owners to get more inventory right? All you're dealing with is, okay, this is what I have to sell. No one's doing dealer trades right now, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's out of your control to do that, then you have to work on things that you can control. And one of the so things- it, it is a slim, Um, so check this out. This is where I'm, because I see the number one guy and he's not doing what the boss is telling him, right? The boss is telling me, 
hey, you call this guy. Even if you have a one percent chance of, of getting the sale, you gotta, you know, make it and and, and do the whole hundred percent and see if there's even a chance. Call the dealership and see. Maybe they'll take a twenty five hundred for their Yukon. You know, so and I see, I don't see the number one guy doing that. I see the number one guy picking the, the easiest fruit, texting all the leads he can before the people that they're assigned to get them. So that's kind of another thing I wanted to ask you about selling the appointment. How much time does the number one guy spend actually chasing down that, you know, initial lead that's really not that doesn't seem to be that interested? Okay, so yeah, you have some good points in there, but we'll get to that. Now, when you say okay. number one guy, how many cars a month and how many cars a year does he sell? Um, so right now, um, well, right now a month, he's we're doing terribly. He's only averaging um, this this year. Last month he got nine or eight, and then um, this month he's at nine. Okay, so do you think just because he's number one, he's doing a good job? I don't. I don't. He, he constantly gets complaints and things like that. So, but he has the biggest paycheck. I I understand that, but yeah, a, a guy like that that's doing those shortcuts that's at nine right now, and you know, he, and you feel like, man, I should be copying him. That's not impressive numbers. Impressive numbers for Raphael should be like, I need to get to twenty cars. The nine I car know. guy, the nine car guy is going to always be nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You know, he might have some spikes here and there, but his current habits were, are going to always keep him in that in that realm, right? Where if, if you start trying to do different things and trying new things that he's not doing, I promise you, you'll pass that those numbers up. So yeah, he might be number one right now because you haven't learned new skills or, or techniques that are even better than what he's doing. Oh, so let me give you some background too. Right now, the econ like I told you, the economy, we've got two sales teams. There's uh, four people on each team. Um, so usually the top guy, um, that guy, he'll, you know, when we're going good, he'll do the 20 a car. He's a good salesman. It's just like, I don't help him with deals anymore. Because whenever it's like, hey, I got a half, I got a lady coming in, you know, I always get burned. It's it's always way too much work for the effort. A lot of unwinds, things like that. So I just rather not work with him. But I do just see that that little bit of, of you know, why. <laughs> at the well, end of the yeah. day and another thing too that that salespeople will struggle with is they look at they look at other people a lot right they look at their their fellows teammates and they're they're so worried about what that guy's doing how that guy's making money that they're they're losing their sight of what they're there to do you know what 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 rafael who the heck cares what that guy's doing because he doesn't oh, yeah. pay bills and the lowest guy doesn't pay your bills. The only guy that pays your bills, Raphael, is you. So don't worry about other people. Worry about your skill getting better. If you're constantly looking at the guy that's over here, then you're missing the finish line. You're missing you're missing the, your goals and your tasks. So whatever you do, you just go to work and you focus on what makes mm -hmm. you better. Okay, so one of the things that salespeople will do is I call it the one and done. They'll get an internet lead. They'll they'll talk for a little bit and they realize, yeah, this I, I don't have the Yukon. All right, well, I'll keep you in mind when I get one. Well, they're never coming, right? Mm -hmm. In theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in so, theory, they're never coming. They keep promising they're coming, they're not. Yeah. So if you say I'll keep I'll keep you on the on my uh, you know my list when we get one in, basically what you're saying is I need to get off the phone as quick as possible because I'm never going to get one in. I don't want to waste my time anymore with this phone call. Or you can tell that customer, listen. If if me and you just wait for a Yukon to come in, 
I'm looking at all of California's inventory. No one has one. So if we play the waiting game, it's never going to show up. If you truly want a Yukon, then we need to put a custom order in mm -hmm. and let's start that pipeline. Because if you keep waiting and waiting and waiting, your custom order could have already been in and you could already have your Yukon. The, the perks of that is we get to customize it exactly how you want it. Uh, it, you know, so we'll pause right there. I'm not on the phone anymore with the customer, but you have to give them an option, a, a pathway to buy. If you're just saying, Hey, uh, I'll keep you in mind. If, so if one comes in, you haven't given them an, an option to buy, they may not even know they can order one. Wait, what do you mean? I could, if I order one, I get one in now, or, you know, sooner than if I wait, go ahead. I'm actually really good at that. Um, I sell reservations all the time and I actually have one order right now still in standing that's a, a year and and two months you know in the process so yeah I, i've been handling that since i started because Good. if i don't have the inventory there i gotta sell what i'm gonna have too yeah so you you, you probably have a list of what's coming in of course from your, your dealership mm -hmm. and then you have the ability to order i work yeah. at an alpha romeo maserati store it takes a year to order a maserati even when it's in the good times wow it takes a long time. They're hand-built in Italy. They take forever to get. They come on a giant ship. So when I when I order a, a, a vehicle with a customer, I get them so excited about the custom customization part of it. And yeah, it's going to take a heck of a long time, but you know, you're not going to find this exact one anyway. Might as well order it how you want it. We take a small deposit. We put your order in and it comes in in X amount of months and it's an awesome thing. So I'm glad that you're already doing that offering to order because at least you're giving the customer a pathway to buy. We're not here to slow them down, but we are here no. to give them any option possible. Now, now, um, so that's one one key area to do it. Now, another people, uh, uh, some other customers might say, "Well, there's one in in another town that that I'm going to go look at." Right. So if mm -hmm. there's if there's only one in California, how many people do you think are waiting on that that one particular rig? And you think you're just going to drive down to L.A. and get to buy it when they got one in stock? I want to warn you, they do a lot of bait and switch techniques in these big dealerships in these big towns. They get you to drive all the way over there and they tell, well, it's already sold. You didn't ask if it was already sold. You just said if it was here. Right. So you spend five hours getting down to that big dealership in L.A., and then they they do a bait and switch on you. Well, we do have this pre-owned one, and then you're you have so much time invested, your 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 head's hurting, and you don't want to go all the way back with nothing in your hand, and you're gonna buy the pre-owned one. I don't want that to happen to you. You got to do business with you know somebody that's gonna really be honest with you and not try the bait and switch. And then when you get down there and they say, oh, we don't have any markups, all of a sudden they got giant markups because you're not in their zip code. You got to place a lot of doubt when they're looking at different places. Yeah, that's a good get idea. them to look at you more, you know, more seriously because this stuff kind of stuff does happen. Oh, you live out of town? Well, you didn't tell us that before you came here, so there there is a markup for out of town. Oh, you're using your own financing? Yeah, there's another markup for that. Dealerships do that. Oh, you don't have a trade in? There's a thousand dollar markup if if you don't have a trade in. Do you really want to drive all the way to LA and find that out, or do you want to do business with somebody that's going to be a straight shooter, Raphael, the Family Guy? Right now, you may not say all those things, right? But you can take little little snippets of it to place some doubt in your customer's mind that they don't want to do business at other dealerships because I want to do it with a family ran business in Little Delano, right? 
and you can tell them that we're a family business. We don't have a, a giant staff. We really rely on each and every customer that calls in. And so I, I, you know, hope we can earn your business the right way, not the trick way where I get you to drive five hours and and then you're hit, just fried and you buy it okay. because of this, you don't want to get toasted. Yeah, uh, that, that's some good tips. Well, and can you hear the passion in my voice? Yes. That's what it key is passion. If you don't have passion, you got nothing, right? Passion creates urgency also. You better get down here as fast as possible because I don't want you to come down here uh, tomorrow and someone else is mm -hmm. sitting in the showroom buying our last Yukon or our last truck. When can you get down here? It's the only LTZ we have, right? You're building urgency uh, because scarcity is a real thing right now, right? Yes. So you might as well tell people about it, but not in the salesman way, you know, like, yeah, we only have one in stock. You might want to put a deposit on it. No, that's not, there's more, right? You got to plant those seeds to, uh, to build scarcity, but there's more to setting an appointment. Let's say there's not, it, you're not running into the Yukon problem where there's none in for a year. Okay. Let's just talk about a normal uh, phone call that comes in and, and maybe you do have something in stock. Okay. The first is always passion and have a reason for them to show up. Okay. You got to have a reason for them to show up. Now, if they inquire on a truck and they're comparing to a Ford, the Chevy and a Toyota Tundra, and you're looking at a half ton, you know, they inquired on a half ton LTZ. What are some things that you say right now to get that customer in? Oh boy. I actually had that customer yesterday. Um, so customer was looking at a Tundra. They just test drove one. Asked him why he didn't buy it. Um, he said he just really loved my 84X, which is a beautiful 84 upgrade. You know, the 84X suede leather, gorgeous. So when he when I called him, um, he's asking if it's in stock. I said, yes, it's in stock. What time would you like to be here? Um, he says, uh, can you send me some pictures? And I said, of course. Let me send you those over right now. Send him the pictures. Hey, it's a little dirty. I'm going to go wash it right now. What time can you be here? Um, yeah, I'll be there at 4. So that was kind of easy, um, but it was just, I don't know. Like I said, the 84X and my products, they kind of, they're very easy to sell. I find them very easy to sell. Mm. And all I have to do is show the customer a little bit, like that suede roof, the suede top. Everybody's like, wow, the electronic, you know, locking diffs. So little things like that, like you said, give them a reason to come down. So, and that was the big reason. Well, yeah. it's going to handle a little more different than Toyota. Why don't you come down and test drive it? And. Yeah, I'll be there at four. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, I mean, so, that's. So you, so let me just get this straight. You believe in the AT4 product. I believe in all my products, to be honest with you. Okay, good. Now, when, when a customer calls in there, they just drove a Tundra and they say, what about this AT4? Can you outsell that Tundra with that AT4? No. See, that's the thing Um, over the phone. And he even got me too. He's like, so what are the big things about it? Honestly, I only know those two big differences. So I told him the big differences is that big suede leather roof, the beautiful interior that that's uh, that compares to nothing on the market right now, and the electronic locking differentials that are trail rated, you know. And so that kind of so you knew that, those kind of little pop words to get him excited. Yeah, like you said, even though I did I don't know much between the difference of the AT4 and the AT4X. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question, Raphael. Mm -hmm. do you want to make professional money of course you want to make six plus figures a year mm -hmm. 
Absolutely, right? Absolutely, and you 100% have to act like it, sound like it, and know all the things about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so after this one-on-one, get some rest, of course. And you have to know how to how to truly sell your product over the competition. If you want to beat the you want to be number one in your store, you have to be able to fire off anything. Okay. So I'll give an example like on the Alpha Romeo. When I was on the sales floor, I would tell customers in my showroom, stump me, try to stump me. And and it became a game with these people. Where's the fuse box? Right there. How much horsepower? 280. How much torque? 306. What's the top speed? 149, right? What's the zero to 60? 5.1. What kind of drivetrain does it have? Carbon fiber. It's the class exclusive item. It's completely protected. So all that horsepower can actually make it to the all-wheel drive system. How many trims does it come in? Base, Luso, TI, Veloce. I mean, there was nothing that someone could stump me. Now, I haven't been on the sales floor in five years. So this is all just like memory, right? But when you when you start acting and sounding and knowing all the things a professional does, the income starts following it. Okay, so now this guy went easy on you, right? He he saw the Tundra, probably didn't like it as much. You told him a few things about the AT4X and or the AT4, and he was like, "Ooh, that sounds good. Let's let's go check that out." He may have already been a Chevy fan. He was just given the Toyota a chance, but yeah, it didn't really feel it, right? So he wants to go back to Old Faithful. So that could have been one that he was going to buy anyway. He just happened to throw in the Tundra thing. But what about the guy that's a Ford, a, a Blue Oval guy that that's what he lives and dies by? His grandpa's owned him, his dad's owned him, and he asks you, hey, what what is your uh, AT4 do that's better than the FX4 F150 that I'm looking at? Whenever I get something like that, um the only thing i go based on is i highlight what i already know about my vehicle yeah i like like you sprouted it up i don't like to badmouth everybody no or anybody you know what i mean because i personally i'm a guy i love all cars i'm not gonna sell you hyundai tiburon i'm not <laughs> but uh uh but you know other than that i do love all cars um so when i get the ford guy that comes into my shop i'll tell you every time it's because ford let him down for some reason that's why he's in my store. Either the truck broke, it's having a problem that keeps happening, or somebody at the Ford dealership got him mad. That was the guy from Saturday. Somebody at the Ford dealership got him mad. I've been doing work for, with Jim Burke my whole life, and the, the 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 salesman just treated me like crap. So um, that's when they're in, and that's when I get to be the nice guy, and I get just show off my stuff. And it's if it doesn't beat them, it's very compatible. So okay. right now. But let but. Let's say this is over the phone and you're trying to set an appointment with the guy that's blue over. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Yeah. Can you you can't do a walk around, right? No, I can't do a walk around. The big thing um with the blue ovals is they'll ask me about my V6. We don't have a V6 anymore. We we switched to a 2.74 liter. So um I'll go into that. So if they want the V6, I'll go into my 2.4, 2.7 and tell them why it's better than their V6. Okay. Less you know, and, and that, that so, kind you, of thing. so you can do, you know, some competitive comparisons, right? You know, for the most part, yes, towing and all that. I'm really good with trucks, and I completely agree with your knowledge. Like, right now, I can't sell a Chevy Blazer to save my life. I can't get excited about them for some reason. They're beautiful cars, it's just I can't sell them. I don't, well, I, I need to learn about them. It's personal bias, right? You, you, you don't really like them. You're not a, you're not a SUV type of guy, and, 
you know, whatever it is, you got to get over it because someone yes. may come in, they love that, that nameplate trailblazer. I used to have one back in the nineties or a blazer. Tell me about it. And you can't get excited about it. It's just going to crush their soul because the, their mom had one, right? They grew up in yeah. one. Yeah. But what, I'm, what I was getting at, because uh, we're talking about setting appointments. If if yeah. you got the blue oval guy on the phone, he's he's like kind of leery about coming in or you got the Toyota guy or the, the Titan guy, whoever it is calling the Dodge guy, Ram guy. The things that you want to say over the phone is because you, you can't sell a car over the phone, right? And you can't do a proper walk around over the phone. But the things that you can say is stuff like, hey, I'm not asking you to buy my truck. I'm just asking for the opportunity as me as a product specialist to show you why my half ton is amazing. Now, after my whole entire presentation, if you don't want to buy it, that's okay. But at least let me show you what Chevy has done in the past, uh, this past redesign. And then you can make a decision for yourself. Because if you just go to the website, and just read about it. You pull up a magazine and just read about it and you see reviews. That translates to nothing when you actually get in the vehicle and you get to drive it. You get to feel the textures, you get to feel the road and you get to truly feel what Chevy was trying to translate to the customer through the steering wheel, through the brake pedal, through the gas pedal. This is why I want you to come in. And if after the test drive and after you check it out, you don't like it, don't buy it. Mm -hmm. doesn't that give the customer put the customer at ease on the phone like hey i got a product specialist on the phone not a salesman and he just wants me to check it out and give my opinion on it and if i don't like it i don't have to buy it mm -hmm. but you know that when a customer sits in an at4x what happens the feel of the wheel seals the deal especially those wheels mm -hmm. it's amazing truck but yes. you can't do that unless you do something like i just said and you make it in the Raphael's version, right? You can't say word for word what I said, you get all chopped up and messed up. But you can rewatch this video a bunch of times and think, okay, what can I say that's in my verbiage that says, hey, when Chevy built this truck and all these people made these articles and their brochures and their website has all this stuff, that means nothing until you actually feel it. I'm not asking you to buy it. I'm just asking you to try it. I like your opinion on it. I know you're a Ford guy, you know, you, you bleed blue and that's okay. If you end up going back to the Ford after you check my truck out, so be it. At least I got to be a product specialist, show you what we got, show you some of the new changes, show you some of the differences than the Ford. I'm not saying mine's better or worse. I'm just showing you the difference. And then you can make your own uh, conclusion of if you want to say, you know what, Raphael, I want it. I'll pay in cash. Let's rock and roll. Or I'm going to go check out the Ford. But give me the opportunity to at least show you my truck. And I want your opinion on it. Mm -hmm. Is there any sales pitch in there? Yes and no. <laughs> yeah. Now there's a sales pitch to a trained professional, right? Me and you. Yeah. But in a customer's point of view, all I'm asking for is a little bit of your time, Mr. Customer. And I want your opinion on, on this new model. I'm not asking you to buy it. There's your loophole for them. Oh, he's mm -hmm. not asking me to buy it. He's a product specialist. He's not a salesman. He wants my opinion. And we have been buying Fords for so long. All I'm asking you to do is drive it, check it out, and then we can go from there. If you don't want to buy it, fine. If you say I want it, then you can buy it. I'll get you with a salesman. Well, when they're, when they're there, you're the salesman, but you got them there. Yeah. Okay. So, so think about uh, a couple things. Okay. Um, ingredients for a good phone call is passion. 
got to have it in your voice. You got to build some scarcity and fear of loss, but not sound like you're a salesman. I only have a couple left and there seems to be a lot of interest in these all of a sudden. I'm not sure what it is in the market. We got a couple left, right? You want to build some urgency. Without urgency, you can't get them to come in. If there's no urgency, then they'll say, yeah, I'll be back in town in a month. And they're like three blocks down the road, right? Mm -hmm. You got to have some urgency. Um, you give the customer the loophole. I'm not asking you to buy it. I'm a sales specialist or a product specialist. Let me at least show it, right? And you got to have a hook. So when you have a phone call, think about a hit song. What is your favorite band? My favorite band? I love music, so I mean, there's a lot of them. Let's go with, um... oh boy, a band? <laughs> yeah, a band. Um, let's see. Sorry, I've just been listening to a lot of singles in Spanish lately. Tyler's okay. Childers, Fuerza Regida. Um... Okay, let's say let's say one of those bands, okay? Or one of oh, those. You know what? 311 is my favorite band of all time. Okay. All right. So. Let's do 311, the song Amber. Okay. The great song. Beautiful right? song. It's a beautiful song. But if if Amber didn't have a hook or something you could sing with, would you ever listen to it again? I mean, probably not, right? Right. It's it's got a great vibe. Amber mm -hmm. is the color of your energy. Whoa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So it's fun to sing to. But for you to want to listen to that song, it's got to have some hook. Every song that comes out on the radio right now has a hook within 30 seconds. Okay. When you're on the phone, if the billion trillion dollar music industry has figured out customers, right? We could probably take a, a sample out of their book. Yes. And this sample is, I need to get a hook into these people within 30 seconds if this phone call is going to be successful. There you go. All right. It has to have a hook, just like a hit song. Hit songs have a hook that you can sing to. So you need to find something in that 30 seconds that's relatable. Are you from around here? You live in Delano too? I live in Wasco, right? Something. If your first 30 seconds is, is yeah, I see you inquired on a ATX4 uh, half ton. Um, we have one in stock. And when, when would you like to come in? Uh, this evening or, or tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there a hook? No. Uh-uh. They're going to say, well, over your best price and get me some pictures. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. All right. Th thank you. I'll, I'll send them right away. And now you're their whipping boy. I got a better deal over here. Try again. Go to your boss, right? Or you get that hook in the first 30 seconds. Is, Raphael, is this you? Oh, yeah. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Raphael. How are you doing? Oh, good, good. It's another beautiful day here at Delano Chevrolet. How are you? Oh, I'm. Well, I'm uh, we we both work here. Oh. <laughs> right, but well, I'm the customer. Sorry, it's it's all right. I should have set you up on that. But you can see, I'm not calling. Say this is Raphael or this is Kyle with the Chevrolet Buick GMC in Delano. No man, I need to get that hook out there quick. Raphael, it's Kyle. Hey, what's up, Kyle? Hey, how you doing? Just checking on you. What's been going on? Oh, good, good. Uh, where are you calling from, Kyle? Oh, yeah, you know, this is the GMC Buick uh, Chevy dealership in Delano, right? Oh, yeah, I was just on Carfax right now. You must have gotten my info. 
Oh yeah, yeah. You know how sneaky we are over here. We're, we've been watching you through the webcam. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> right, but you got to get. Yeah. That may not be the perfect example. We're watching you through the webcam, but you got to get something to get you know to get a hook in. And they're like, yeah, I like this Raphael guy. He may be thinking this. This guy's funny, or this guy's knowledgeable. Give him something to hook on to. Get him the hook. Not, I see you inquired on a ATX four and. Um, you know, you tell them all the stuff and they're like, well, I accidentally clicked on that. I'm actually looking for a, a Chevy cruise. Oh, right. That does happen sometimes. So that does happen. Yeah. Remember the hook. And then remember that I need you in the showroom to try this vehicle out. Cause I want your opinion. Okay. You got to try different things for you to get different results. If you stick with your current script, then you're going to get the same amount of, of, uh, appointments every month the same amount of people showing up every month the same amount of people ghosting you every month okay now would you say that you're really good with people that walk on the lot a fresh up yes you're yes great. i'm really good with that mm -hmm. okay why do you think you're great um I, it's just uh the energy you have positive energy hey what's up guys thank you for coming in my name's Rafael. you know and i believe it's just that initial uh I guess that smile, that that click, I don't know. That, see, that's always been natural to me. That's always been natural to me since I was a kid. It's just the whole um, convincing people into stuff. That's that's where I, I need the help. Okay, so. Yeah, opening the doors, I've always been great at. Okay, so you said some key words in there that I just picked up on, right? Mm -hmm. you've, been, you've been good at it since you were a kid. Mm -hmm. So you've had 30, 40 years of practice of of people getting my foot in the door yeah <laughs> you have a lot of practice when uh -huh. you're talking to people face to face now do you have 30 or 40 years of practice on the phone no i don't i have two years of practice on the okay. phone three years maybe so again cut yourself some slack and remember for you to get better you have to keep trying and trying and trying and trying yeah. and trying and trying and trying even if you do 100 phone calls a day and and 50 of them are terrible and you sound like an idiot you keep practicing and practicing. You try different things and you use passion and you have fun on the phone. Hey, is this Raphael? Yeah, it's Raphael. Who is this? This is Kyle Galaz over at Delano Chevy Buick GMC. I don't know what else we sell. Cadillacs, right? You just keep <laughs> on going. Look at you're smiling. Yeah. That is how you got to do phone calls. If I hide myself out of the screen, right? I scoot over here and I say, and I say, Hey, Raphael, this is Kyle at Delano GMC Chevy Buick. How are you? Hey, what's up? Who is this? Now, when I was hiding, was I smiling or did I have a regular face? Can't tell. Okay. Um, it seemed like you were just had a regular face. Okay, let me try Sounds again. Like let me try again. Ring, ring. Raphael. Hey, what's up? What's going on? This is Kyle. How are you? Good, good. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing good. Okay, now pause. Was I smiling or was that I have a frown? Yeah, see, that was much better. Okay, so when you're calling people, translate some of that stuff you're really good at face-to-face -to, -face to over the phone. I can't see that person over the phone, but I can act like it. Hey, let me touch on that right now. So I'm averaging 15 to 30 calls a day. Um, and it was that average. I talked to about... Um, four to six people and that takes me about three hours or so okay. and i'm like and i'm mentally fried after about an hour <clears throat> so 
realistically, how many calls does, well, I mean, obviously as many as it takes, but like how many is a healthy or, I mean, obviously my numbers are just going to keep getting bigger and bigger, right? Right now it's 15 to 30, later it's going to be 30 to 45 and, and I'll be able yeah. to keep that positive attitude for longer. So the reason why you, you feel beat and tired and worn out is because of the responses you're getting, not because of how many calls. Okay. It's the responses. I know dealerships that you cannot take it up unless you've called 40, 40 people. Yeah, that's how it used to be. Okay, so after those 40 calls, those calls, you didn't have any passion. You just want to get on the floor as quick as possible. You're just like, oh, you're not interested? Okay, oh, 39 to go. Oh, yeah, we don't have any stock. Okay, 38 to go. Because you just want to get on the floor, have some fun, because that's what we do, right? We get on the sales floor. We're talking to the guys. Oh, I got that up. Let me help them. Watch this. I'm going to sell a car. Mm -hmm. So you got to. You got to train yourself to have fun on the, on the phone. Mm -hmm. So, the, so the fun, so the phone can be fun too, because what if you made 38 calls, Raphael, and, and five of them bought right over the phone, how amped would you be? Oh, very amped. That'd be yeah. ridiculous. So you wouldn't be tired after 38 calls. If they all, if five of them bought, you'd be on cloud nine. Right. So, it's not how many calls, it's what responses you're getting. So start having fun on the phone. Start smiling on the phone. Your current skills are getting you X amount of appointments, right? And you're not happy with it. So you might as well try something new. And positivity and having fun is what you need to start applying into the phone call. And just like this conversation we're having, you're smiling. You know, we're kind of goofing around, things like that, right? But business mm -hmm. is being conducted right now. Can you have fun while you while someone is training? Absolutely. Can you have yeah. fun when someone is on the phone? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I promise you, when they went to Chevy's main website, Chevy USA or whatever it is, five dealerships called them. Who are they going to want to see? The, the four guys that read scripts or this crazy Raphael guy over at Delano? Mm -hmm. They want to go talk to the this guy. Yeah. Right, the Ninja Turtle of Delano, Raphael. Yeah. <laughs> right. You mean know, you just gotta have fun on the phone and 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 do those things that we talked about. Have the hook. Practice a ton. You only have two years of phone skills and forty plus years or thirty plus years of people skill. You just need more practice, and you will start getting really good. Okay. How long did we do that? That we still got. Plenty? You know what? I don't know. That we were we were on it right there. I think it, yeah, just into it. <laughs> okay, email and texting. So you also mentioned on there email and texting. Uh, yeah. What are you doing right now on a let's say an internet lead comes in? What what's your first and there's no phone number attached? What do yeah, you do? just emails. Uh, first thing I do day one, I'll send a very customized email. the The subject line is hello, hey, I'm Rafael Castro with Delano Chevrolet. I want to introduce myself. Uh, please let me know if there's anything I can assist you with. Thank you. And then it has my picture, my phone number, everything in the in the signature. And I send that off. And then after that, I start the our 30-day emailing campaign where I just insert their name and my phone number in the blank spots and send it. So that's what I've been doing. Um, doesn't seem to work very much. Well, if you got that email from me, a Porter Pro email and you didn't know who I was and you just got a random email from Kyle Galaz. I'm a sales trainer and I want to take your money. What would you do? Mm, 
Well, I just ignore it. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're just a rig. So the 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 general public's view of salespeople in the car business, unfortunately, is is not that great. No, it's not. It's not that great. So when when you, they get emails from from somebody like Raphael, and the email accomplishes nothing, it doesn't accomplish anything <laughs> other than you just I'm Raphael. Well, okay, well I know Raphael. I know Mike. I know other people in the car business. Your email accomplished nothing but wasted my cust- my time as a consumer. I look through it. Hi, thanks for inquiring on this. Da 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 da. It's currently in stock. Um, if you have any other further questions, feel free to contact me. Da, da. That's what I already did. That's why I put in a lead, and nothing. Ha- I have not gotten any closer to buying that car than when I put in my inquiry when Raphael. So now I'm just going to hit spam, and you're screwed. Your 30 day follow up, 60 day, 90 day, you'll, it'll never be seen. So what do you think as a salesperson that could that could give that customer the next step. See, and that's the thing. The only thing I've noticed differently. So it shows me if my email's been read, if it's been opened, if it's if I'm being put on spam. I don't notice that my custom email gets opened 99% of the time. So they're reading it. They're just not getting back to me. And then when the campaign starts, they don't open those anymore. It's like, oh, it's just a lay no, don't worry about it, you know? You ruined and, it with but my boss, one. he says, just keep emailing. You know, when they come time, they'll, they'll oh, yeah, I got an email. Uh, I'm going to call this guy. But I just don't see that happening. How would I make an email, like, pop, you know? Okay. But me personally, I'm not attracted by emails. I don't do any of my shopping like that. So so when I get an email, because I get lots of emails in my phone, my iPhone, right? I'm scrolling through. If the sub If the subject pops... I might open it if, if it's from somebody that is not somebody I know, right? If it's a stranger and the subject line pops, I might open it. I just might. Now, I'm going to teach you something that you, you may know or may not know, okay? What is the sweetest word that you could hear right now in the whole world? That would the actually kids bring, fell asleep. <laughs> it would, yeah, it would bring joy to you right now. I could say one word. What would that be? One word. Hmm. You got me. I'm. I mean. Okay. I'm gonna, one. I'm gonna say this word, and you tell me if it brings you joy. Go ahead. Ready? Raphael. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Your name. Yeah. People love reading their name. People love hearing their name. Mm-hmm. Raphael. How are you doing, Raphael? Good. How are you? It's a great word. Yeah. Okay. So in the subject line, why don't you try putting the customer's name in it? Micah. Micah dot dot dot. And be like, what? Who's this? Right? Because if you put Thanks for your inquiry or, or suburban Chevy suburban. They're gonna be like, uh, spam. Right. But if they see their name, that's going to stop. Well, that's going to stop them for that one quick hesitation. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you put their name in the subject line. And then do you notice on uh, certain phones, when you're in the email, the first few words of the, of the email can be seen from that, the inbox. Yes. 
Okay, so those very, very first words can be visible from the inbox without opening it. Correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, I know my iPhone does that. I can read like the first three or four words and then I open yeah. it. So first three or three or four words don't need to be, thanks for your inquiry. Or, hey, Michelle, thanks for your inquiry. They'll be like, what? Spam. So you got to put something in those first few words that can can catch their eye. Like, I can't believe we have one. What are you talking about? What do you mean you can't believe we? You know, you got to, again, practice with that. Try different things and, and start watching. This is great that you can see that they opened it and read it. Yeah. Okay, so try those different things and watch your percentage of red go up. Now, after they open it, now what do we do? Okay, you got to give them a path to buy the car. The first email, they don't care if they got it, you got it in stock or thanks for your inquiry and my name's Raphael. That doesn't do them anything. There's no value. To me and you, there's a lot of value in that because you're a professional car salesman that's really trying to do a good job, correct? Yes. The general public could care less though about me and you. They care about mm -hmm. what's about them. Them, it's me, me, me society. So what you got to do is, is have some options for those people in your email to buy the car. Are you looking to finance or pay cash? Oh, there's a question. It's interactive. Okay. Were you looking for this exact vehicle in your inquiry or were you looking for something else? Oh, it, it's interactive, right? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, my battery is getting low. You need to go grab, grab your charger? Oh, I'm at 19%. I'll have my... All right. We've done about yeah. 30 minutes, I checked. All right. We're all right. All right. Well, if you need to get your charger, I can clip this part out. So no biggie. Gotcha. Okay. So you got to have a path for that person to buy a car or, or to further the buying process. There's a reason why they did everything online. It's because they don't want to hassle with buying, with, with going to the dealership and starting from scratch. These are the people like me and you that want to inquire online. Do you have this in stock? What's my payment going to be? Right. And then when they come in to buy the car, they just want to sign and get out of there. That's why they went online. They want to speed the process up. But if you take them back to, to ground zero when you send an inquiry or your email back, you've, you've done nothing to further their process. So you need to find out, are you, are you paying cash? Or are you financing? Oh, you're financing? Here's the link. Click here to apply for credit. Put it in your first email. If you're paying cash, ignore the credit line, right? Now, are, did you want to inquire on this particular vehicle that was in your in your lead, or are you looking for something else, right? Are you local? You see how I'm asking questions? Mm -hmm. In their eyes, you're furthering the process for them. You're not wasting time. It's a brutal world out there on internet leads and inquiries, and you have to you have to give them a reason to move forward and you have to give them the options to move forward. You can throw scarcity in there. A lot of the things we talked about for setting the appointment, you can apply to the email. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we have one in stock. People have been asking about this for the last few months. I don't even know how this slipped through the crack. When can you get in here? Right? So you yeah. use some of those scarcity things when you're doing that. Fear of lost, fear of loss, things like that. And you need to have a hook in your email also. So a lot of the things that's on the phone call can apply to the uh, internet lead. All right. You plugging that thing in? 
Yeah, I just got plugged in right now. All right, cool. So on internet leads, the subject line, right? The first sentence they can read from their inbox without clicking mm -hmm. it. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's they a good one. Interactive questions. People want to respond to somebody that could further the process for them. Yeah. Are you local? When can you be here? Are you looking for this exact one or, do, or are you looking for something else? Are you paying cash or financing? If you're financing, click here to fill out the app so we can speed up the process. So when you come in, all you got to do is sign and go. You don't have to spend hours in the dealership. Now they see value in your email. Now they see value in that you're saving them five hours. I can save you five hours of, in the dealership if you do some of this right now. Oh my gosh, yeah right? There's value in it. Okay. Make sense? Yes. Yeah. I can't believe people actually expect to stay all day at a dealership. I try to get my customers in and out in about three hours average. You guys have a good process. That's a, that's good, good work on your point part and your dealerships part. Yeah. But you, you don't have to tell them that, that I can get you in no. and out quick, <laughs> right? Get that. Some thing people going. love to stand around and be there. It's weird. Then, you know, dealerships are fun. I remember going to them when I was little. I'm like, wow, they got hot dogs and popcorn and soda. I love this place. I don't want to leave. There's people still like that. They never grow out of it. They, they're they adults that like going to dealerships. And guess yeah. what? They buy two once in a while. Yeah, you just got to hang out with them for three years. And then, they... <laughs> but you know, what's crazy is they eventually buy. Yes. Okay. Yes. So email and texting. So texting um similar thing you don't want to just bug yeah. them and say thanks for your inquiry you want to have something you you kind of get the gist of of what i'm trying to say on these emails and phone calls mm -hmm. give them something give them some pizzazz give them some Raphael pizzazz give them what are you married i am yeah okay give them what you what you did to get your beautiful wife right well, i don't want to offend anybody <laughs> but you know what i mean right yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, man, where's that ref? Don't lose that. Don't lose that yeah. excitement. Don't lose that pizzazz that got you where you're at. That's the tough part with age, man, to be honest with you. That's what I'm fighting right now. Yeah, man. Not don't be the old man that falls asleep on the couch. Hey, I do it all the time, too. All right. <laughs> so another thing that you mentioned was Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. So social media. Social media for people that are middle-aged or 40 or 30, it's it's different than the people growing up in it right now. These people are, are, these young kids are savage at editing videos, making photos. I mean, they're amazing, right? But are they savage at doing that and, and savage at being a businessman? Raphael could be both, mm -hmm. right? Both is scary when you can start visualizing what, what, what things work and what don't. Now, I'm going to ask you a question because this pertains to me and you. Why did you reach out for a one-on-one -on -one training session with me? Um, because I saw value in the Porter Pro, uh, lectures that you have on Spotify. I feel like your advice has helped me. And the most important aspect for me, honestly, when I ask for advice at work, people always assume that I'm fully trained already. And they kind of like, eh, you know, and, or they like, I feel like they like me too much and they're not brutally honest with me. Hey, you're messing this up. Hey, you sound dumb this or, you know, so that's why I wanted to get your outside perspective. 
not only that, you know, you've done the Ford thing and then now in and import. So I, I, I just like the way that your brain, you know, where you're at. Okay. So you saw value and the stuff works, right? Yes. Okay. So now if I, if I had my episodes on Spotify and, and all it was, was ads, 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 advertisement, 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 would you have hired me? Probably not. No. Cause you just been bombarded with, do you want to be a hundred thousand plus a year car salesman? Then call me Kyle Galaz with Porter pro car sales training podcast, become a sales Titan, but I had no, no substance. It was just hammering the advertisement. You wouldn't have called me. You would have probably blocked me and like, this guy is crazy. Yeah. This guy's mm -hmm. nuts. Okay. So on social media, cause that's how I do everything. I have to do things that build value in a customer's eyes for them to want to do business with me. What does a car salesman do to build value? If you just keep posting and hammering this for sale, this just in, this, this in, you're going to lose people following you. But what if Raphael found a feature on a vehicle that he absolutely loved and could dissect down to the smallest atom and make a video about it? Mm -hmm. What about the new ATX? you know, the suede in, uh, it, it headliner or, or whatever you said, Alcantara. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the suede headliner. Um, so that's actually one of my most popular subjects. When I go on TikTok and I focus on the vehicle, I highlight the paint, the wheels and use um like a suit, a silky voice, you know, and those are my, my most popular videos. They'll get, you know, 15,000 views, a thousand likes and, so I know that's what people want. Mm -hmm. The hard part I'm getting is transferring. Well, no, I guess it's just that I don't see it. I don't see it because managers tell me all the time, hey, uh, people came in looking for the TikTok guy yesterday. You aren't here. You know, so I see it working. I just right now I'm having an issue because I sell to a lot of immigrants. I'd say 20 percent of my base is illegal immigrants who are iffy with their social with their status. And we have banks that work with them, right? But then I have the 800 score who's a, you know, Trump guy and, you know, complete opposite of that guy. I got Filipinos that barely read and write. No, no, I mean, I'm sorry, that sounded bad. Um, they're also I, immigrants. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, that sounded bad. Um, it's all right. Here, here's. But yeah, I, I have different aspects of, of customers. So when it comes to advertising, people tell me that you have to attack that one per or like what you know aim at that one person that one criteria but does that mean i need different accounts or no i guess that's just a difficult part how do i appeal to the person earning two hundred thousand dollars and the person making twenty thousand so let me ask you a question do you think the illegal immigrant that's trying to find a you know whatever is on tiktok looking for a truck you know what some of them are okay then you're doing it they're, right. they're in their 30s okay then let's pause okay we're talking about social media how to get people in it yes don't worry about who sees it okay the fact is is you need to get the views and what you need to do is and you've already you're already kind of on it don't worry about the demographics and who's seen it and different people the fact is you want views and the only way you're going to get views is if you have value and people will start following you, right? 
And the way you get value is by talking about vehicles. Now, don't necessarily do a whole vehicle's features. It has 22-inch rims. It has four-wheel drive. It has this and this. It has that and that. Talk about one specific feature and keep that video 30 seconds. Hey, I want to mm -hmm. talk to you about Apple CarPlay. We know Apple CarPlay, but not everyone does. You mm -hmm. simply take your iPhone, boop, you plug it in and watch the watch the machine, watch the dash turn into your iPhone. 30 second video. Guarantee you that gets tons of views. But you have to have a landing page. Do you know what a landing page is? Yes, I haven't gotten one yet. Okay. So you don't necessarily need a website. You just need a place that after they watch this video, they can click and it gets to you. If without yeah, a landing does. page, then you're just making videos. Yeah. Right. So like my podcast, for instance, you you listen to it on Spotify, you saw links, you click the link, then you click message and then we're connected. You've got to have the Instagram. Do you like my Instagram with the family thing or should I focus it strictly on cars? I feel like I want people to know the real me. So I keep it family oriented because that's who I am. God first, yeah. family second, you know, and I want people to know that, you know, so what do you think on that? Aspect? I Don't be, don't worry about that. You do what you do. Okay. If you want to put family in it, put family in it, but they need to have a landing page and you need to have something on your Instagram that says that you sell cars. So that yes. way if they click it, they don't think they clicked the wrong link and it took them to some family guy in Delano. Yeah. Right. You got to have something. And then you have something that says message me or inquire on inquire about a Chevy Buick GMC or pre-owned. And you got to have something they can click and get a hold of you on those TikTok videos. They need a landing page. They need a place to find you and message you. There you go. And at the end of each video, you need to talk about you want to you want to get a hold of me. If you want to get a hold of me, click the description. Tell them how to get there because they can't guess. They're not going to always be able to guess. Yeah especially people that aren't really good with TikTok. And then you can also say, and if you know somebody that's in the market, send them this video, you know, and try to get, try to get some viral stuff going. My most viral ones, a uh, half a million views and a bunch of likes. What is um, it? I'll send you the link later. Yeah. It's what, it's what people think uh, salesmen do with your money. And I'm just sticking a big old wad of cash in my pocket, a down payment. And I'm laughing. So I'll send it to you later. It's hilarious. Yeah. See, now you mix that kind of stuff in because you're a funny guy. You have jokes and you're a family guy. You mix that in with, hey, the, the AT4X. I want to show you what the difference between the AT4 and the AT4X is. And you go mm -hmm. and show those two differences. And that's all the video is about. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So start doing stuff like that on social media and, and make sure they have a landing page and use our relationship, how we got in contact with each other as an example. I saw value in the podcast. I, the stuff was working. I saw value in Kyle. Oh, Kyle offers a product called a one-on-one, -on -one, right? I messaged him. It's what we just did accomplished is what mm -hmm. you're going to do with your people. They just have to yeah. find a way to get a hold of you. Okay. All right. Now, the last thing you were talking about is closing on payment. Tell me about that. So when I learned, when I first started training two years ago, it was all about the forklift. You probably know that. Mm -hmm. And so again, going back to my demographics, I get really, really cheap people. And I mean, that's probably everybody. Everybody wants a bargain. Everybody wants a sale. Everybody wants the best price. So 
lately what I do, I just do the two to two fifty. I do two fifty for every ten thousand dollars, right? So if I'm outside, Mr. Customer, let's not worry about the price. I just want to make sure this is the vehicle for you, and then we can worry about the price later. Roughly every ten thousand dollars, you're looking at two hundred fifty dollars. So this truck will be nine hundred dollars a month, and roughly give or take. But if we stretch it out, if you get a great interest rate, so don't worry about it. Let's focus on the truck, and then we'll move forward. And that's how I like to do it. Um, sometimes I'd say not a lot, but one or two customers, they'll hear that number and they're done, you know, and that's why I'd rather not say any numbers during the whole test drive. I'll ask them, maybe what are you looking to spend every month, you know, or, or are you paying cash or financing? Obviously that comes first, but I, with my demographics there in the small town of Delano, I do get a lot of people that, oh, I need a $500 payment. Oh, I need a $400 payment. The average payment right now is $550. So a lot of people don't understand that. And they come in thinking, oh, I'm going to get a $300 payment. I, I'm good at selling them a $600 payment. They'll leave with a $690 payment, $3,000 down. But I just want to get better at making that exciting. So I don't know if you do the, because um, I like the way my manager does it. He does the payment on one side, the trade. He'll do 33, 30% right away. And then he'll just drop the zero and give them this huge payment for like three years, I think. So I kind of like that. It builds shock value, and then they can only go down, right? So you're, you're already building this high payment. So if they go down to 300, they kind of look dumb. So I kind of like that. I just wanted to hear what you do when it comes time to start talking, you know, chatter. Yeah, so um, I think every way you're doing it, it, when you're in the desk or in the office is fine, right? Your boss comes out with a high payment. You peel them off the ceiling. You get them down, but that bumped them up. Those are all good techniques. But what you have to stop doing immediately is desking anything outside. No more guesstimates. No more two fifty for every ten thousand bucks. And and you don't you all you need to do is play dumb and sell the vehicle because this is what happens. If you say those numbers, people get shell shocked, of course, and then they mm -hmm. may not come in. But if you get them to fall in love with the car so much and mm -hmm. trust you so much, then they they will start bumping themselves tremendously. And if you can get their credit in, right? You get their credit in, you come out with an interest rate or, or whatever pr pr process you do. But if you can get their credit in the system before you show them a payment or even talk payment, your chances of selling them go up because nobody wants to run their credit and then leave with nothing. It's like a demoralizing... I couldn't get approved and they don't want to go through this process again. Yeah. Don't give them an easy way to leave by quoting payments before it's time. So what I do is I get their credit. I get their credit in. I tell, I use verbiages like this. Listen, I'm going to get some basic information from you. It doesn't wreck your credit. Don't worry. This will allow me to get you the exact interest rate and the exact payment. Because if you want to make an educated decision, I don't want to guess because I'm going to guess wrong. I'm not the bank. I'm not the, the lend. I'm, I'm, I'm Kyle trying to, to show you the right vehicle. I let the banks, I let the, everyone else do that part. But what I do know is if you want the, if you want to truly make an educated decision, I just got to get some basic info. It doesn't wreck your credit. Don't worry. And you just go right in the credit app. I use that all the time. What about, I'll, I'll give you the example. Well, you know what, Kyle, I don't have ever have trouble financing and, my credit's just up there, so I don't worry about it. Just show me the top number. 
Okay, perfect. I'm so glad that you're that you got strong buying power. Now, what I can do with a strong buyer is a little bit more than the average buyer. So I'm I'm kind of fluffing the guy a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. I'm so happy you have such strong credits. I'm going to be able to bend some rules with you with our banks. Now, I don't know how much bending I can do until I submit it. Because <laughs> I've, I've had banks tell me this. Listen to this, Raphael. You're the customer with the 850 score, right? Yeah. Okay, Raphael. I've had banks say, yeah, um, he what is he, an 800? Yeah, he's a 7.99, right? Are you okay with 7.99 with an 800? No. No, right? No. But I've had people come in with an 850 score. I plug in their info. It doesn't jack up your credit. And the bank's like, okay, he's an 800, but look at how much buying power this guy has. This guy could buy 10 trucks in the next few years. I want this guy's business. We're going to bend some rules. The guy's going to be like, yeah, let's break the bank. Finally, I get to win, right? You fluffed him up a little bit and, and you told him we're going to bend some rules the, we're going to get the bank to do some crazy stuff because the bank will. I just need the, your information in there so I can prove to the bank that you're a strong buyer. I believe you. I'm not saying I don't believe you. You don't need to show me your credit karma. I believe you. I can tell by the cologne you're wearing that you're an 850 credit score. <laughs> right? And you know how many you yeah. know how many times I've said that? And the guy's like, yeah. right. He's so Yeah, you're fluffing him up. Dude, mm -hmm. his, it took him 25 years to get 850. Okay, it's okay for me to to congratulate them, but to get the credit out of them, I have to give them something, and the something, right? The hook is how much can we get these banks to bend once they see your score and your your buying power? It's more than just score; it's depth, mm -hmm. it's income. Let me see what the banks will do. Oh man, all right, let's see. If he truly wants to buy a truck, and you're telling him something like that. And it's not going to wreck his credit because will it wreck his credit? No, no. We're going to get to see how much we can bend these banks. Watch this. I'm actually excited. He's going to give you his credit. Now, if he blows out of there, oh, no, you guys don't want to do business with me. The guy was probably not buying a truck anyway. Mm -hmm. no, you know, when the people used to do that to me at first, I'd be like, oh, man, it was all me. I'm so sorry. I lost the deal. But then later in the business, I realized that guy was he probably wasn't buying anything. I just need to water off a duck's back, man. I'm not stressing yeah. about that. Right. I'm moving that's on. The, that's the hardest part. Cause I'm the hardest person on me. I mean, obviously I'm pretty sure all good salesmen are the toughest ones on them. But I mean, man, I remember my, I think it was like my first month. I remember I was there on my, my, my weekend off and I'm there all weekend and I didn't sell nothing, man. That Sunday I got in the car, tear come down my eyes, just driving home big loser, you know? And it's just those those low points that when that you get to the high points like that plaque I got for salesman of the month. I mean, man, it just makes it worth it. And I know I'm gonna be number one there one day, you know. So I just gotta get that. No, you 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 know because you are. You gotta truly believe it, and you gotta go in mm -hmm. every day with that mentality. Now, if the guy that's selling more cars than you is getting leads before you, then you need to get there earlier. And you need to yeah. get the leads. And the first thing you need to do when you walk in and clock in 10 minutes early is say, boss, I need some leads, man. All right, that guy's hungry. When salesmen tell me that as a sales manager, I get them leads because I know that guy's going to sell a car today. I don't want yeah. my leads going to the guy that's like, another day. I'm like, yeah, you ain't getting no internet leads today. Yeah. But if if <laughs> Raphael comes in as like, watch this, send me some leads. I'm selling some cars today, move, right? 
and not worry about the guys to your left and right. You worry about that finish line. You're going to start seeing some changes in your personality. You're positive all the time. You don't get in the huddles. You don't talk negative about the dealership. Every dealership has politics. Every dealership mm -hmm. is imperfect. There's not one perfect dealership, right? You said Jim Burke Ford. Jim Burke Ford's been there since 1903 or 1910, right? They've been there since since before they were they were Haberfeld Ford, right? So many years ago, how how are they still losing customers? It's because no dealership is perfect. Yeah. So so when you go to work, know that my boss may not be the best closer, but man, the guy's still trying to make some money for himself and his family. I may not be the best salesperson, but man, I'm going to do everything I can to be number one. I don't work in a perfect dealership. I'm not perfect, but I'm going to try everything I can every day. I'm going to go the this passion that Kyle has for Raphael, you need to have for yourself every day. Mm -hmm. I'm selling some cars a day. It's already, no, those are the good things. it's already in you. You know that, right? You just yes. need someone to help get it out of you. And that's where I come in and I help you get it out of you. Is, is your name Raphael? Yes, it is. Are you going to go in and dominate that dealership? Yes, I am. That's my dealership. Are you, thank you. Are you going to be looking at this guy and this guy? No, no, man. You're going to look forward at the finish line and you're going to, you're going to start doing all the things to get people in with passion and the, and the hook and making videos about certain things and interactive questions on emails. I mean, I got a list of things that you can do, but you got to yeah. go in there with that attitude, that positivity and really make it happen. Mm -hmm. I like that. Thank you. Anything else? Mm. Just no, man, I, I can't really think of anything else. Everything else is my, you know, just me getting up earlier, being there more. I can't think of anything else to be honest with you. I'm I'm growing. They're calling me in to close. Hey man, I need to turn. Hey, go talk to this customer. He's mad. Hey, Castro, <laughs> this lady's mad. Call her, fix it for me, you know? So I'm there. I'm I'm making myself more valuable. I just need yeah. to get this year is just worrying me because of the way the economy is, because you know, we're all in single digits still and it's the 20th. Okay. So it, it is a little scary, but I'm not going to grind. I'm not going to let the economy dictate my income, you know? Oh, because uh, right now I know salespeople, they're at 20 cars for the month. I know salesmen yeah. are at 15 cars. So it's not, it's not every, it's you. It's you mm -hmm. making successes out of anything and anywhere. And you can branch out, start advertising. And, and do you use hashtags a lot? I don't. Okay. I don't have to learn about that. Okay. So when you do a hashtag, let's say you do hashtag Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. People on Instagram or, or Facebook, um, when they're looking at stuff, your your stuff might pop, populate in their feed because they're from Bakersfield and it's part of the algorithm. So so you're in you're in Delano, right? Yes. Okay, so you got you got Delano, hashtag Delano on your post, hashtag Fresno, hashtag Hanford, hashtag Wasco, hashtag uh Chowchilla, hashtag Stockton, hashtag Manteca, hashtag Madera, hashtag them all. And then go yeah. sell. Hashtag Bakersfield. Hashtag LA, Valencia, all those places in your post. Watch, you're going to start getting more views. Oh, and um, one thing I did want to ask you about. So I'm more valuable now. You're saying that every dealership's the same. Is every dealership the same? Because 
people complain all the time that all oh, my buddy over Motor City is making more money selling only three cars and this and that. It's it's always the grass is greener on the other side. I'm really happy where I'm at. My leadership is great. My team is great. <clears throat> the only complaint I have, honestly, is I can't trust my my GSM. Um, and he hasn't done anything to like make me awry of him, but it's just something about him. It seems like he tries to use sales tactics on me. Um, it seems like he protects his top producer a lot. Um, so that's one the only complaint I have. Is there a chance that other dealerships pay substantially better for my skills or, you know, just bunker down and, and water your own grass? Well, here's a couple things. Uh, I didn't say all dealerships were the same. I said all dealerships are, they have flaws mm -hmm. and all dealerships are not perfect. Dealerships do pay different though. Mm -hmm. They do pay different. So that's something that you need to, to really do research on before I moved to the dealership that I went to, I had somebody call ahead of time and find out what their average salesman was making. Okay. Now I didn't call. I don't want my phone number on their, their screen. I yeah. found out. And then I found out what their top guy was making. And I thought to myself, the average guy is making more than my top guy at my current dealership. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and then I went in for the interview and I looked around and I thought, these guys are making money. I can just tell. I can tell by their shoes. I can tell by their cars. I can just tell they're making money and not yeah. fake money. Like I make X amount of dollars and I'm, and I'm in debt this amount. I'm talking about people that have paid off houses when the GSM has got a paid off house and he's looking at other properties. I want to work at that place. Mm -hmm. Not my GSM is buried up to his neck in debt. Right that look look around but but i don't want to speak for you because i i have a lot of people ask me on my messenger what should i do here's my pay plan should i leave and i have to pause tell myself i'm not i'm not the all-knowing mm -hmm. right i'm a human being I, and i tell them these are choices you need to make on your uh, by yourself but if you're working in a toxic environment that has that you can visually see illegal things happening then I personally would re remove myself from that dealership, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so this is for you. This is not for me to 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 say. Now, no, definitely. Are you making six figures yet? No. Um. Um. My first year, I made exactly what I would make on a truck. My okay. second year, I got twenty thousand dollars over. So, I mean, I could tell you if you like. I just don't share that kind of information. No, no, but, don't tell me. Yeah. Just know that you can make a hundred thousand or more in at your yeah. dealership. You yeah. just have to be the celebrity guy at your dealership that everyone comes and asks for, mm -hmm. but you got to stay in one place for that to happen. You can't bounce yes. around. Once you and bounce that's around, the thing. you lose everybody. That's the thing. And not only that, I like my, I like the area. It's, it's 14 miles from my house, you know, and everybody's friendly and it's not like my buddy said he worked over at Watsonville. They're all 800 scores. They're all rude people, the majority of them. And you have to sell the car. They don't care about payment. They don't care. You have to know your stuff about cars and you're selling cars all day long. You're not selling payments. Over here in Delano, we're selling payments sometimes, you yeah. know? So that's the biggest thing. But I like it because it's, it's um, what do you call it? it? It gives me enough to do. Like right now, I'm overwhelmed. I probably got 40, 50 calls waiting for me at the desk tomorrow morning. I got, you know, a lot of things to do. So I like it. I like where I'm at. 
but it's just that like am i worth more is there people that are going to pay me more i've been i'm number three last year you know if i'm number two this year number one this year will somebody else pay me more for my skills you know so you know that's, that's the only thing i've been contemplating that's a that's a possibility but mm -hmm. try not to think about that too much because you'll get unhappy you'll start thinking no i don't greener but it sounds like you know what you're doing there but know this know this when when staff changes at the dealership right because it always happens no one stays mm -hmm. at a dealership forever maybe somebody leaves that's above you and all of a sudden you're the guy boom you're mm -hmm. the no-brainer guy he's already helping new guys he's already training people he's already the closer he's already does inventory he helps with appraisals hey uh Raphael, you're the new sales manager there's your 150,000 or more a year or 120 or whatever they pay okay yeah. the the there's lots of uh, uh options there now the gsm you mentioned did he get hired after you or was he there before you oh he's been there before me okay so does does he seem like he knows what he's doing yes oh yeah okay then what i would suggest is get to know him yeah we get along fine i've been to his home it's just i don't know i don't i'm, I'm very intuitive with people and we just can't click 100 percent yet you know it's just so weird well, there's people like that in my in my life that I cannot click with, and and I they're they're strictly a business partner, and I say hi to them, we talk business, and I move on because I don't click with that person. I, I've it, noticed, I feel like he uses like the the what is it the seventy steps of power something like that, like he always stays a little bit retreated from his staff, you know. So I think like that that might be it. Yeah, you know, it could be his personality. He obviously knows what he's doing if he's a GSM, right? Exactly, yeah. So you trust him, trust his process, and and just stick with business with him. Don't worry about getting to know him more, and don't worry about this. He's probably a good guy. He just has yes. to keep people at a distance to, for his own being. But for mm -hmm. you, all you got to worry about is you and that big old fat paycheck. Yep. And then if you ever need anything, you let me know. Message okay. me yeah. Time. And uh Definitely. That's pretty much it, man. If you have any other questions, let me know. Otherwise, we'll sign off, and I appreciate you doing a one-on-one -on -one with me. No, that was great. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. All right, Raphael. You have a good night. Yep, you did too. Have a good one. Bye.